0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Snell Nation. Well, it's time to hide your kids because Pfizer is coming to town and the FDA is riding shotgun. We're going to talk about that and more, but first, a quick message from our sponsor. Welcome back. So, it appears that uh, Pfizer has officially Uh, went to the Biden administration uh, asking for the use of their uh, COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. Why are they doing that? Does it have anything to do with science? I don't think so. Um, But for some reason, um, and, you know, most of us know the reason. Well, money, (laughs) power, influence, control, who knows, world domination maybe. Now, as uh, COVID deaths are, are dwindling and dwindling, um, as more and more people are recovering, because that, that that seems to be the angle that the media is uh, dodging, um, and, and unfortunately, um, our federal government, um, when it comes to discussing COVID's impact on uh, on this country, um, we can't discuss all the recoveries the millions of people that got COVID and recovered some that got it a second time and recovered again, you know, that whole thing that our immune system likes to likes to do from time to time. um, uh, That, that thing that it's done for thousands of years and has been uh, perfectly acceptable um, until recent years where we uh, we've been encouraged um, and conditioned to accept uh, all these outside influences as the only measure for protecting ourselves. Um, But here they come and the power, the power that that Pfizer wields. I mean, it can't be understated. You know, I talked in a previous episode about um, how they uh, went into countries in South America and, and really twisted their arms and bullied these countries. Um, they worked out a lot of deals uh, towards the end of last year, um, the end of 2020. Of course, once they had that um, that emergency use authorization from the FDA, which is honestly worthless, but, but they had the full support of a federal agency, taxpayer-funded federal agency, um, and they used that. They used that card. Um, and a lot of countries in South America, they worked out these very strange deals. And I, I discussed this before, um, where they worked out deals where these countries, their governments had to put up uh, collateral, um, to protect them against, uh, future lawsuits or to cover the cost of future lawsuits over vaccine injuries and, uh, vaccine deaths. And it involved putting up, um, um, some of their bank reserves, um, their, their military bases, some of their some of their buildings. I mean, it it's very bizarre stuff. And you know, you're you're not gonna hear about this in the mainstream media. You're gonna have to go out and dig, and it'll take you a second. But if you just dig around, and <laughs> if you search for uh, Pfizer bullying South America. Uh, you'll find um, a lot of these stories and um, quite a bit of it will be uh, local news broadcasts and, and uh, from local newspapers and some independent sources from that region. But it's there. So they have this power. And you have our FDA, which, of course. Up until 1992, I mean, they were completely taxpayer funded, but um, now between uh, and 80% of their funding comes from the manufacturers that are applying um, for a uh, approval of a particular product, you know, but I'm I'm sure that has, uh, has, has, has nothing to do with, uh, with where they stand now. And the fact that the FDA time and time again, sides with the pharmaceutical companies and it's been this way for decades. And we're talking about the deaths of, of, Tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of American citizens. You know, and now it's gone global. And product after product, crisis after crisis, or I should say manufactured crisis after manufactured crisis, um, we we continue to accept uh, what they put out there. Same thing with the CDC. You know, a very short track record, but... um, uh, track record just mired in failure but we just we just let it roll <laughs> we the American people um, and since this has gone global uh, citizens of many other nations be it uh, Australia uh, Canada you know Gr- Great Britain the Philippines it it doesn't matter majority of the citizens have decided to just say sure And every time a new mandate comes out or some new bit of legislation or or whatever, you know, we we don't question it. We're told that we're not allowed to question it. And then we just accept that. Well, now. They just keep going after more and more. Pfizer has become so greedy and and so powerful. Now, they're not the biggest thing out there. I mean, most of these companies fall underneath the, the the mega giants. The uh, global conglomerates, the 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 organizations that, that own everything, essentially, um, that being BlackRock and Vanguard, which you won't hear a whole lot about them, even though they manage um, between ten and eleven trillion dollars worth of assets. Um, all these different companies that they manage underneath them, you know. So, sure, monopolies are fine. <laughs> global monopolies are fine. Uh, monopolies where organizations have the um, the power of governments, essentially, where the governments work for them. <laughs> so that's that. That's where we are. And for some reason, we we don't we don't feel. And th- this is I'm speaking in generalities here. There are exceptions to every rule. But I'm seeing that a majority of parents don't have much to say about this. No, no, no problem with all these different injections and, you know, all these different chemicals being pushed on their kids. And now they just keep going. So they're asking the FDA to authorize them to push these drugs, push these, these foreign bodies, these chemicals to children's ages 5 to 11. So w- what has the impact been of COVID for that age demographic? Now, the number I'm going to throw out there is between the ages of, of two and 16. And you want to know how many children have died from COVID? Within that, within that bracket, within that demographic? Less than 700. Right? So to the, properly paint that picture, so what's the big number? What's What's the number of, you know, how many children do we have in the U.S.? 73 million, 73 million children, less than 700 have died from COVID. That's the entire, this whole plandemic, pandemic, pandemic, scam, demic case, demic, whatever you want to call it. That's how many have died 700. And no one's going to mention, no one's going to mention the obvious issue in all this. No one's going to talk about the, um, the incentives that are driving Pfizer to, to push this hard and the incentives that the FDA um, is uh, that they're also getting by siding with these pharmaceutical companies. We're not going to talk about the fact that there are currently members sitting on the FDA approval board that used to work for Pfizer or the fact that there are former FDA board members and employees that now sit on boards for Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson because none of that matters we're not going to talk about the 20 to 30 billion dollars that Pfizer is set to make this year just from these uh, these jabs nope none of that matters (laughs) and now they want to um, get the government to side with them and their push to add yet another another foreign chemical another foreign body being injected into our children now, for me, you know, I have, I have a daughter who's uh, actually she's about to turn seven here um, in another month. She's perfectly healthy. She loves to swim, uh, gymnastics, plays soccer, loves to run, which is which is fantastic. Um, helps uh, uh, keep me in shape as I'm getting a little older and a little slower. Um, she's perfectly fine, but at some point, someone's going to come along, some political official with someone in a lab coat standing behind them from some pharm- pharmaceutical company. And they're going to tell me that, no, your your daughter looks perfectly fine, but she's not. She's always in danger. She will always live in fear unless she takes this chemical. We're not going to give you a good reason why you need to get it. We're not going to provide you with any long-term uh, statistical data or analysis, uh, clinical trial data, any of that. Uh, we're just going to tell you that you have to get this in order to live in this society, and a lot of people are going to just nod their heads. A lot of parents are going to say, "Ah, sure, why not?" I mean, and we've been conditioned to be that uh, docile, and you know, just there's no no rebellion in us, you know, no sense of curiosity or wonder. No desire to ask questions and, and, and demand answers. Just tell me what to do. I mean, it's an incredible regression that we have uh, we've witnessed. Where now we have so many adults, grown men and women, that can vote, can purchase a gun, can buy a home, all all that good stuff. But some of the decision making, when a time comes to make these tough choices. There is a regression to, uh, to childhood back to being a toddler where we're essentially stand around waiting, you know, for mommy and daddy to tell us exactly what what right and wrong is, where to go, what to wear, you know, um, how to view the world, how to shape our, uh, our reality and what it should be. And the fact that a pharmaceutical company can make a push like this on our children. And so few people will stand up and say, what, what is happening here speaks uh, volumes to, uh, to where we are as a society. I mean, it's, it's incredibly sad. And I've talked to people about this and I've talked to people about the FTA, and some will still say, Hey, that's, you know, well, that, that's a federal agency and there's all these, um, Controls in place, and they, they all these audits that happen, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, there, there's there's uh, there's a lot of checks and balances. You know, you don't have anything to worry about. And then I bring up the all the. I mean, the the data is there, the information is there for those who have uh, eyes to see, ears to hear, and and half a brain that's awake and functional. <laughs> that these companies can't be trusted. These organizations can't be trusted. And you say federal, you know, federal government agency, that that doesn't mean a whole lot, especially when you look back. And the FDA is no exception. And considering that 40 to 80 percent of their funding comes from these these uh, pharmaceutical companies, the fact that they have board members that that bounce back and forth between the corporate sector and the government sector. You know, the, the fact that, you know, the FDA is responsible for the opioid crisis. I mean over half a million deaths resulted from that, resulted from the FDA siding with pharmaceutical companies when they made this push. And that's perfectly fine apparently. You know, that's just a just another day. You know, in knowing that track record seeing that seeing that consistency between the FDA and, and big pharma you know these articles um uh, pretty much they had the same headline across the board you know the new york times um washington post um washington post <laughs> the the uh, the sun times usat uh, today all that stuff they had the same headline you know, this Pfizer officially asked for FDA to authorize its COVID vaccine for kids age 5 to 11. And many of these articles are just, you know, puff pieces just talking about the, the fight against COVID. You know, it's just slowing the spread or stopping the spread or, or flattening the curve or whatever buzz phrase uh, they come up with. And that's it. None of them take the time to ask, well, is this necessary? No, it's just all about intentions. It's not about actual results. It's not about patterns or, or, or data or actual science or the scientific method or, or any of that or critical thinking. It's just here. Do this. Don't ask questions. Don't <laughs> no matter how obvious the, the, uh, the problem is. Just just do it. And we're we're less than two years in into this whole thing, ladies and gentlemen, less than two years and on average, the approval process will in the past, going back a ways, the approval process for um, for vaccine through the FDA used to be five to 10 years and then at times eight to 12 years. But magically, you know, Operation Warp Speed, here we are. And you think it's going to stop here? I'm, uh, I'm afraid to tell you that uh, No. No, it's not. I mean, there's blood in the water and the, and the sharks have, have picked up the scent. So we're going to have more and more of this. And we're already seeing the signs. I mean, we already we, we saw the push for, uh, you know, booster shots. And, yeah, and then and then a lot of the pharmaceutical companies are jumping on that. Oh, well, no, they're, they're Remember, It had to be just one shot. Oh, well, well two shots. You know, then, then Pfizer CEO. Well, it might be three. Well, there also might need to be a uh, an annual booster that you need to take as well, <laughs> and people still just keep saying, "Okay, all right, well, I, I guess that makes sense." You know, <laughs> it's it's maddening, and I find myself, you know, just sort of sitting in the back of the room, looking around. It I feel like I'm looking at a bunch of zombies. Like, wait, wait am I the only person? I can't be the only one. <laughs> it sees the madness in this the unearned trust of the fda and the cdc and pfizer moderna you know johnson and johnson all these companies and there's so much collusion they're so intertwined they're essentially just just one big pharma big government they're just pretty much just one entity and they've been just one entity for a long time it's just now people are starting to see it But while we're, there's this focus on, on COVID. And this is for all, all demographics. I mean, it, so many other things are being ignored and you're talking about children here at the top, let's say five top five causes of death for children. So you have unintentional injuries, you have cancer, you have assault, you have heart disease. And you have uh, congenital malformations, uh, deformations, and chromosomal uh, abnormalities. And it's a much longer list, but surprisingly, COVID isn't on there. Why isn't it on there? Well, because it's, there's 73 million children and less than 700 have died. I mean, how, <laughs> how is that not like the first thing that pops out? In this discussion about pushing these things on children. It's 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 unbelievable. It was the same thing um, when the discussion came up about uh, vaccine mandates for military personnel. You know, there really there wasn't a whole lot of discussion. It was just, hey, this needs to happen. Um, This is a uh, this is a military readiness problem. We have to be ready to fight, you know, and yada, yada, yada. And I'm just raising my hand. Hey, well, how many soldiers actually died from COVID? Like, how has this actually impacted um, this particular group that you're focused on? This particular demographic, you know, well, 46 deaths. 46 deaths out of 1.4 million. 46 deaths. And you're willing to to change the lives of hundreds of thousands or millions of people based on that while ignoring all these other things that are, you know, I believe that are preventative, preventative deaths um, that are just ignored. People go on and on about how important it is to, you know, save lives. You know, we have to put people first and this is a crisis and we have to do something. And a lot of those same people had nothing to say when 8 million people died last year from starvation globally, when 9 million people died globally from the use of tobacco products, when hundreds of thousands of people have died from different forms of cancer last year. Nothing, nothing to say there. There was no, no concern. No, you know, we, the government must get involved and. Uh, You know, a change is needed. We all have to to make a difference and work together and we're in this together. And, you know, other buzz phrases, none of that stuff came up. Why? Well, primarily because the, the media didn't tell us that these things matter. That's essentially how things work these days. The media tells us, hey, you need to care about these things. Our political officials, they fall behind that. And the uh, the uh, big business, uh, big pharma and these different conglomerates and corporations. They just use them as echo chambers and they they push those messages down and then we just accept it. Just just like that, it's just that simple. And the mental gymnastics. is, Is that it takes to live in a world like this is astounding. You can have, and I've seen this, people that are deep, deeply religious, hardcore Christian, you know, hardcore Catholic, hardcore whatever, and talk about how powerful God is or how powerful uh, Allah is or, or, or whatever. And at the same time, be so afraid or allow themselves to be conditioned to be so afraid that they're willing to just put all that faith, you know, on the back burner and put all their, their, their faith and and trust and hope and everything uh, in the state essentially is what it is. It's, it's fascinating. It's just like how um, I witnessed this um, during the fourth of July. Well, this year and especially last year where in 2020, they were still doing a lot of the lockdowns and everything, and there were people waiting to be given permission to leave their homes, waiting to be given permission to do social gatherings and celebrate the Fourth of July, their the, their nation's independence. And most people didn't see an issue with that, didn't see didn't see the absurdity, the, the irony and all that. And, and, it, and it continues or people still believe like, oh, this this is a free world or this is, you know, a free nation and yada, yada, yada. They'll still talk about, you know, World War Two is this pivotal point, And, you know, uh, America got involved and they saw a problem. They saw people in need. And yeah, we, we stopped those Nazis. Yeah. Woohoo. You know, hoorah, all that good stuff. Meanwhile, we've got. We've got millions of people essentially being held hostage in Australia (laughs) and uh, under under their tyrannical government. um, Who over 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 the years um, took a lot of their guns away and then pushed a lot of magical legislation in the middle of the night over the course of uh, several decades, giving themselves all kinds of powers and big surprise. Now those people are being held hostage and there's nothing they can do. Uh, Many of them can't even leave. (laughs) It's incredibly uh, difficult for just normal people to travel there, and it's incredibly difficult for people to leave there. So yeah, they're they're being held hostage, and they're not the only country that's doing this. So why aren't we over there? Why aren't we talking to the Australian government and trying to help those people? Because we're we're all in lockstep and we're marching in the same direction. We're just a little bit behind. <laughs> Um, in regards to the transformation, the totalitarian transformation, Australia, they're they're a couple of years ahead. But we're watching from afar um, as if we're watching it. You know, it's from another it's on another planet when no, that's not the case. We're all on the same track. We're all running the same race. It's just one group or several groups are slightly ahead of us. But sooner or later, our time will come and we're already seeing um, the constitution uh, just slowly eroding. Or I should say it was slowly eroding. Now it's it's completely just disintegrating rapidly. And there's still more and more legislation that's being pushed to just speed it up even more. You know, and one example of that is that HR four ninety eighty, which I talked about before, um, that grants more powers to the uh the Department of Homeland Security into TSA. And I encourage all people to take a look at that when you get a chance. It um it's something that was it was introduced on I think it was August the sixth. Um, so it hasn't been approved yet, but it is out there and I'm still waiting to see all the uh all the documentation that falls behind it, all the, all the details and everything that, that falls behind it. When you go to, uh, Congress.gov, you go to the website, you can look it up. Um, you'll find a lot of interesting bits of legislation that have been, uh, pushed. Um, and a lot, a lot of which that, uh, has been approved, um, that has become law over the past 18 months. Um, and none of it is about reducing the powers of government. None of it is about shrinking the size of government. None of it is about transparency. And none of it is about detangling big business and big government. All of it is expanding powers and control. Taking more liberties and freedoms away from the people under the guise of, you know, for your own safety, for your your health, for your protection. Without even giving us the ability to speak our minds and and ask questions and and get answers once again it's it's all about intentions you know not about actual results we're doing this because you know we're we're looking out for you we're trying to protect you now at no point can you question us at no point can you demand any data or analysis uh, to confirm that what we're doing is right or just or necessary you just have to accept it and if a bunch of people die or get hurt in the process well that's just the cost of doing business and you just have to accept that and that's it and here we are this is um, October 2021 and you still have the vers.hs.gov site tracking um, a lot of these adverse reactions uh, vaccine adverse reactions and deaths and those numbers, they're skyrocketing. It just keeps jumping up and nothing. No one wants to talk about this. No one wants to, uh, to investigate this. The CDC acknowledged the VAERS uh, website, acknowledged that there, that the data is there and that it's legitimate. But at the same time, um, they throw in the statements like, Oh, well there's, it still hasn't been proven Um, that the, that the vaccines at the jabs caused all these adverse reactions, um, or caused these thousands of deaths in, in U S citizens. Oh, and by the way, we're also not going to invest any time or money, um, into confirming, um, if there's some, uh, causality here. Nope. (laughs) We're just going to drive on. But then when you look at the past in the past, and there were a lot of products that have been pushed and, um, approved by the FDA might I add. And once they had say 50 deaths or a hundred deaths, they pulled the product um, off the shelf immediately. Now there's some that slipped through the cracks that killed a few thousand um, and remained um, on the shelf and available to the American people um, for 10 years, 15 years. And then it was eventually pulled. And of course, in all those cases, no one was held accountable. No one went to jail. No one lost their job. You know, no one from the FDA was was pulled in front of Congress for one of those pointless um, bits of political theater that we get to see where they just ask them questions and the senators get to look like they're being tough, you know, and congressmen and women get to look like they they care and they're looking out for the American people. And then, after those conversations, those CEOs and who and whatever else CFOs, they just leave and go back to doing their thing. Meanwhile, all those citizens are still dead. Like the opioid crisis. I mean, it's, it's obvious whose fault that is or I'm sorry, whose fault that was. Did anyone go to jail? Nope. I mean, was there a big fuss made about it? A little, but no one was held accountable. And, and that that's the trend. And it's because of all those facts, because of how broken and and corrupt the FDA is and the CDC and the FBI and the CIA, you know, (laughs) all these different organizations, you know, you don't have to look far. The data is there. It's all in the public domain. You know, for those who are so quick to trust all these organizations, please just just take the time. I mean, I recommend that you take the time to do the research, and you'll see the issues that we that we have here, and the fact that the, the trust that's there it hasn't been earned, um, and, and it's certainly uh, misplaced. And speaking of um, mental gymnastics, there was another uh, article that I that I ran across. Um, and here's the the headline: Booker, Paul introduced bipartisan FDA modernization act to end animal testing mandates. So uh, U.S. Senators Cory Booker, who's a Democrat, and Rand Paul, who's a Republican, they introduce some uh, some updated legislation, this FDA modernization act, and the point is to end animal testing mandates and you know clinical trials that sort of thing. And they had a big press conference and they they talked it up and, you know, and and people acted like it was just this, this amazing thing. And of course you have animal rights activists and yeah, it's about time. Uh, and okay. (laughs) But once again, the mental gymnastics. So you have people championing, championing this stuff. You know, we have to stop animals being, being forced to uh, be lab rats and Guinea pigs and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And while at the same time being okay with people being lab rats and guinea pigs and test subjects for clinical trials for experimental, experimental rushed and untested products. I mean, how, how insane is that? Now me personally, great. If there was a way, um, other methods of testing, these drugs and, and medical techniques and all that kind of stuff in, in ways that didn't involve animals or people. I'm all for it. But what we're seeing now. Is I mean, we're, we're in the middle of one of the biggest. Um, clinical trials in world history or in, in or at least in U.S. history. And to those people that say, you know, tr- tr- trust the science and, you know, I'm following the data. It's like, no, no, you, you are the data. You are the the long-term clinical trial. Now you can listen to people on CNN and, and MSNBC and Fox news and all that stuff where they talk about um, some will mention how these, these vaccines, these COVID vaccines are the, the most tested, most scrutinized, Um, products in history well that that's that's a physical impossibility because these products have been around two years yes the technology itself has been around for you know 10 20 years but we're talking about mrna vaccines this is something that's incredibly new so no it's impossible there haven't been long term clinical trials. We 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 don't know the long term ramifications for pregnant women, for instance, getting these shots and plenty of them have uh, have got the shots. And if you go to, to the various website, you'll see that thousands um, had miscarriages shortly after getting the shot. You'll see that uh, thousands died within a week after getting it. And you'll see a, a laundry list, a very long list, a growing list of uh, adverse reactions and, and that sort of thing. Um, and serious debilitating injuries from these from these shots. But of course, we can't talk about that. But hey, the animals, people, we have to think about the animals, the animals. They need our help. Um, they, they need our protection. Um, we have to stop that pesky FDA and their mandates, you know, forcing these these companies to to test their uh, to test their products on animals. People, yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> it, it's it's quite um, it's quite hilarious. And you can talk about this stuff with people, and they'll still just kind of, hmm, no big deal. It'll just it just rolls off like it's. <laughs> It's just this is all perfectly normal, you know. This is this is still a free and fair society, you know. I I don't know how anyone can say can say that and can make those statements and keep a straight face and not chuckle a little bit. You know what 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 exactly is this? You know, it's not free. Um, It's certainly not fair. I mean, it's 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 a authoritarian setting a totalitarian um, perspective you know and and reality uh, that that we're living under we're just in such denial and such fear that we're not willing to admit it to ourselves which is why these companies can do things like i don't know try and get the government to force parents to force their kids to get shots that they don't need Now, in all this, I'm talking about the people that have functioning immune systems, which is a pretty large percentage of this country. And of course, those that do not have functioning immune systems, you know, we have um, we have the ability to provide them with the medical care they need to be uh, protected through all this. But I'm talking about a majority of Americans, majority of citizens globally have functioning immune systems. And that immune systems that have the ability to do what it's been doing for thousands of years. And I'm willing to, you know, for me to exercise my right to choose and I choose to rely on my immune system. And I've had people come to me and say, hey, well, what happens um, if you do get COVID and you become incredibly sick? Well, then I will use vitamins and, and remedies and things at home. And if it becomes incredibly severe, um, I, health, I have health care, which I can utilize that. Um, but I can promise you I won't be like those fake stories that people like to throw out there on social media where, you know, someone who posted something on Twitter saying that they'll never get the shot, you know, and then they'll show like another post from six, seven months later with the person sick and They're begging to get the shot and then the doctors deny. I mean, most of those stories are just trash and propaganda, you know, and and just it's just silliness. But I can promise you, you know, I, I won't be begging for anything. I'll just be begging to be left alone and I will let my immune system do its job. But what if you die? Well, that's a part of the human condition. Silly. No matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, how fearful you are, or how cautious, or, you know, how fast you run. That's a part of it. You, you're you born and you die. And these, these pharmaceutical companies and these political officials that are on this quest, this fake quest to end death. You know, I, that's the cover story. You know, of course, underneath, the truth is about having complete control um, over a a weak population. I mean, that's the reality. But this, this guy's, this, this surface level, you know, uh, quest to end, to end all death. It's the same thing like racism. You have these politicians that want to prove themselves to be altruistic. And they'll just say, Hey, you know, we, 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 we have to, we have to end racism. That that's not possible because it's a part of the human condition. Now, what you want to do is you want to have controls, implement controls to protect people in the workplace and, and in society from being uh, victimized. Sure. When you're talking about healthcare, when you're talking about um, when you are talking about COVID. Yes, there should be controls in place to give people the option to take these shots if that's what they want. Sure. This is a free and fair society, sure, but you're going beyond that. Now you're trying to force a point of view on people, to force um, a new way of living, and to set things up in a way where it lasts a lifetime and more, where so much control and power and influence is consolidated um, within the federal government. So much money, power and influence is consolidated within a handful of, uh, corporate monopolies in such a way where they can operate as, as Kings and Queens. And, and we as peasants, where we sit and wait until we're told what, what next to do. And there's nothing we can do about it. We can't ask questions. We can't do our own research. Actually, a lot of these, um, a lot of these media outlets. So especially over the past 12 months have encouraged people not to do research, have literally said that to trust the science, to trust the FDA, the CDC, the world health organization, and do not do your own research. Literally those words. So you, you have all that and you know, all you're allowed to do is to nod your head and accept it. If you want to live in the new normal, all right. If you want to thrive in the the new rising great society, it's 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 amazing. I mean, it's it's amazingly awful. And you still have people are still bickering over over ridiculous social issues. You still have people going back and forth about um, these these minute. Uh, social issues that are crafted in such a way that it'll just go in circles forever. I mean, you still have people going on and on about, um, about abortion bills. You have people going on and on about, um, discrimination and racism. Of course, the focus, you know, always leans on white versus black, because of course that's the cash cow. That's the thing that sells because you have Jim Crow and slavery. You can just keep going back to those things to trigger people into caring about these things, while at the same time uh, getting them to ignore things that actually impact their lives. I mean, we, we've spent the past year tearing down statues of uh, c- Confederate generals and things like that, and then at the same time not caring at all, you know, about the fact that there's just a handful of companies that control so much of what we do, you know, so much of what we read and. and in uh, the flow of information. And I think it's, it's down to, uh, five corporations that control over 90% of the content that, that passes that, that we see that we, that we read, you know, we, we have a handful of companies that, uh, control our, our, our commerce. We have these from these mega, uh, pharmaceutical companies that, um, control the flow of what, what drugs are, pushed through and approved and, and the costs. Um, and they lean on on our healthcare system quite heavily and in, in legislation tied to that. They dominate, um, they dominate our political apparatus, you know, especially big pharma. And of course we can't talk about that. The, um, the hundreds of millions of dollars that have been funneled through, um, through corporate lobbying, to a lot of our political officials on the left and the right. I always feel like I have to add that in there um, because this isn't a issue with the Democrats. This isn't an issue with the Republicans. This is an issue with the entire political system as it stands right now. It's absolute trash, absolute trash. The, the fact that there's a chance that the, that the FDA will give emergency use authorization to Pfizer to push a drug on kids, Five to eleven I mean they're already allowed to push it on um, individuals twelve to to sixteen. The fact that something like that can happen and you don't have any out, any real outcry from these political officials, these so-called public servants which are now they're they're like public masters at this point, but these public servants it speaks volumes and it shows just how how meaningless so many so so much of this is you still have people talking about you know trump and trump coming back in 2024 and uh, someone mentioned that to me yesterday and i said who cares who cares because the problem is the problem is the the intertwining connectivity between big business and big government and the bottom line is if you're not going to talk to me about separating big business big government if you're not coming to the table to discuss a decrease a drastic decrease in government powers at the state and federal level and decreasing a lot of these budgets and eliminating a lot of these worthless uh, federal uh, organizations that truly do nothing but for the American people except act as, as leeches and ticks if you're not coming to talk to me about these things the things that truly matter about campaign finance reform, about tax reform, about auditing the fed, things of that nature, then, you know, I, I don't want to, um, uh, I just, I just don't want to dive into it because it, it, there's no point. I don't want to talk about Trump running again in 2024 because it doesn't matter. I don't want to talk about putting together any, any rallies or anything like that. um encouraging people to go and vote Republican because that doesn't matter because there is no difference. There truly is no difference to me in my eyes my observation truly is no difference between the republican party or the democratic party it's all a matter of of time pretty much but they tend to go in the same direction in my eyes so that's just my opinion that's just my perspective i'm i'm open for those who who want to disagree with me that's that's fine i'm always happy to talk about these things Um, But I like to focus more and more on the things that matter and these perpetual um, social issues. I just don't see them um, as all that relevant. Some of it's important to an extent, but there are things that are far more important. They get very little press, very little attention. So those are just some of my thoughts And please, you know, I'm I'm curious to to hear back from you guys out there. Um, I'd love to get some of your thoughts on this, your thoughts on the CDC and the FDA um, and the the bit of obvious collusion that exists between big pharma and and big government. And if you disagree with me, please feel free to send me a message. Um, uh, And if you want to come on and talk about it, you know, I'd love to hear that other angle. I think it'd make for some great discussion. So thanks a lot for listening in. Uh, Thanks a lot for your support, as always. And we will talk again soon. Take care. Stale Nation out.